and I just called 911 right away and got them on the phone and told them what had happened, that he had rolled the four-wheeler and he's having trouble breathing, and then I requested that I wanted life flight right away because I am I am a first responder, so I knew the procedures and, you know, what we're supposed to do. And, and actually, this is the second time with one of my children that I've been involved in it. My second son passed away on the call, and he was a SID's death. It'd be four years ago on January 7th. So I'd had some experience with it. All I could think about was what I need to do to get him into Sanford, get him in the chopper, and then I knew he'd be fine. After we got him in there, that was when your first responder training lets go of you, and then you become a dad again, and that was a bad boy. I took my faith in God and, and started praying that he'd be okay, and, and once the chopper left, we hightailed it into the pickup, and we drove into Fargo. He ended up having both of his lungs collapsed. They were severely bruised. Eight of his right ribs were broken. His right scapula was fractured, and he had... Um, lacerations to his liver. He had three leaks in his lungs, two on his right, which were the worst, and then one on his left. They took him into surgery right away after a CT scan and in hopes to repair the leak in his lungs and they couldn't it was the surgery was unsuccessful his his there was just too much bruising and damage to the lungs they had to close him up they they took him back to the PACU and was there all night the rest of the night just waiting basically on pins and needles so give me hope in the darkness that I will see the light cause oh they gave me such a fright I will hold as long as you like. Just promise me we'll be alright. That three and a half hours that he was in surgery was gut wrenching. He didn't know if he was going to come out of it, and he barely did. They did lose him on the table for about five minutes. He was hooked up to an oscillator ventilator to help him breathe. He was just inundated with tubes and cords, and to see him just lying there helpless, it was just really tough. He had three chest tubes in him, one on the left and two on the right, and they had a little indicator on him, and the air blew into this little indicator, and you could watch that, and that was the air leaking out of his lungs. By Tuesday morning, the left one was hardly bubbling anymore at all. By Tuesday night, the left one had quit. So then that means there's no more leakage in the left lung. So then it come to Wednesday and then the doctor decided to do a procedure to take a scope down his breathing tube and go into that right lung and see if they can find where the leak is or what kind of damage is in there. While they're doing that, the doctor running the scope, he put it down the one tube and it stopped the leak. So he pulled it out gently and I don't know what he jarred a plot loose or what, but it went down and plugged the hole. Some reason, somehow, by the grace of God, the leak got stuck. And if it continued to stay plugged, then he wouldn't have any additional surgery. So that was huge. So give me hope in the darkness that I will see the light. Cause oh, they gave me such a fright. But I as long as you like, just promise me we'll be alright. For whatever reason, Jared, he never stepped backwards. He just kept going forward and never, we never had a setback anywhere. The whole two weeks we were in there, and he just was like, I'm coming back and nothing's going to stop me. We were both at his bedside holding his hand. Every once in a while, Matthew and Jared would play thumb wars. Matthew took Jared's thumb and moved it side to side like he was playing. After a couple times, Matthew said, Jared, can you feel your thumb moving? And Jared, his eyes were still closed, but Jared, you know, shook his head. 
said no. So then Matthew did it again. And then that time, Matthew pressed Jared's thumb on, on Matthew's thumb. And he said, you won. You could just see Jared light up. Like, hey, I won, Dad, you know? <laughs> After that, we were looking at Jared, and he started to move his thumb side to side like he was going to play another round of Thumb Wars with his dad. And it was just, we, we knew that was a sign. He's there. I mean, he's fully there. And it just kind of made another reassurance of him being okay and coming back to us. He's been doing fine ever since. And he's been out hunting and playing in the snow and walking and running and doing all the things he always does. So give me hope in the darkness that I will see the light. Cause all it gave me such a fright that I will hold on with all of my might. Just promise we will be alright. Well, if it wasn't for the Children's Miracle Network, that oscillating ventilator wouldn't have been there. And our son wouldn't be alive today without it. And so I can't thank people enough that give to this. It's a miracle. And we are truly, truly grateful for all the doctors, the trauma team, and anybody that had a helping hand in Jared's recovery. Thank you. We, we are truly, truly grateful for all of their work, for our life fight, for the first responders. Thank you for your time and all the doctors all the nurses the staff members everybody and for everybody that prayed for jared thank you we can't thank you enough we are truly grateful and the ghosts that we knew will flicker from you and will live along 